This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. If you missed the first hour of our show, today is Labor Day, Monday, September the 4th in the year of the Lord, 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 921. If you missed the first hour, you missed a very entertaining and fun hour. We had uh, Scott Whittington with us the entire hour. We had Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN join us also. And, uh, man, we talked about a little bit of everything uh, in that first hour. We talked a lot of ECU football. We talked uh, NASCAR. We talked uh, high school football. But now we're classing up the joint here uh, <laughs> in the second hour as, uh, man, the, the, the beautiful, the talented. And, again, I, I said it at the end of the first hour, and I absolutely mean it. Probably the smartest person that I know <laughs> joining us here uh, on the uh, Brian Hanks show. It's been way overdue. I've had your mom and dad on here before. I know. I yeah. know. Now the third holder is here. Yeah, the, the third holder is now here. Holly Holder, uh, a North Lenore academic legend, uh, a uh, drama legend. Well, that sounds bad if I call you a drama legend. It makes, you, it, makes it sound like a... A drama queen. A drama queen. Everything's <laughs> got to go my way. Anyway, uh, but man, you've got a, a very exciting uh, production that's going to be taking place. And we're going to talk about it. I have you for I have you for the next 30 minutes, right? Exciting. We're going to talk about a ton of stuff. Perfect. But let's start with this, and we'll circle back to it a couple of times, but... Uh, the Little Mermaid this weekend. Uh, it, it begins this weekend, right? Uh, two weekends from now, September 22nd. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, September 22nd out at uh, Lenore Community College. The Elysian. <laughs> Elysian players. Elysian, thank yeah, you. Yeah, the Elysian perfect. players that are part of that. And uh, uh, you've got like a small part. You're like one of the crabs in it. Or yeah, you're yeah, one of yeah. The... <laughs> a little crab named Ariel. <laughs> a little crab named Ariel. <laughs> How excited are you for this, for uh, The Little Mermaid coming to LCC? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Uh, Ariel's been my dream role for the past six, seven years. So it's it's a dream come true, and we've been working on it since June. So it's crazy that it's just around the corner now. You know what is awesome about this? And, I, and I'm, again, listen, I'm a big Holly Holder fan. Let's not even get it twisted, <laughs> okay? I mean, I really am. I'm, I'm, since I've gotten to know you, uh, and since we moved, since I moved here next door to your parents, I yeah. mean, watching you your final year or two at, uh, at North Lenore and mm-hmm. then doing something amazing. We're going to get to that, too, with your Duke career. And now I love that you came back home. You know, and I know you've got bigger things on the horizon for you, and you do. I mean, that you're gonna, you know, that you're gonna get to in your life. But the fact that you took time to come back and serve the children of uh, Lenore County, and we're gonna get to all that too. But my point that I was getting to with uh, Ariel and the Little Mermaid, yes, I know I'm all over the place. Sorry, that's that's my mo. Okay, I love it. But that I don't know how to say this other than, dude, you look like Ariel. Thank and you. I mean that. I mean, when I if I picture Ariel in my mind, and I know there have been some different uh, incarnations of her yeah. and everything, uh, but the original Ariel that was the di- you know one of the I guess you call it one of the Disney princesses yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's you, Holly Holder. You look. <laughs> if I were I trying that. to cast in my head, <laughs> what does Ariel look like? I would have to say you. It, it, 
What do you think about that? I, I love it. I'm on. Yeah, I've always. Uh, she was my favorite Disney princess growing up, obviously. Um, and yeah, I love that. That makes me feel good. <laughs> that is. It's just so awesome. Okay, uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, what I like to do here on the show, uh, first time guest, you are a first time guest here on the show, is uh, just introduce yourself to us. I mean, introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your journey. Your journey to Ariel. My journey to Ariel. I love this. Like a documentary series. Yes. Um, well, yeah, my name's Holly. I grew up in Kinston, um, and I went to North Lenore High School, which a lot of people probably know has a very strong theater community there, and uh, really fell in love with doing shows through North Lenore and through Marion Kennedy. Um, and then I went off to Duke for college uh, and studied theater and studied psychology there, and that really strengthened both of those loves for me. And uh, graduation year was COVID year, so I moved back home, and it was um, moving back home was definitely a blessing in disguise. I have uh, loved being back for the time that I've been back, and now I'm currently teaching theater, so I get to share what I love with elementary school students and, and see them fall in love with theater also, which is so meaningful. Uh, and I am getting my master's in psychology right now through Harvard and. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Guys, y'all here, and I mentioned this in the first hour, too, but how just, you know, I went to college at Duke and getting my master's through, you know, at Harvard. Come on now, Holly. That is amazing. I mean, that is, you're so humble. You're so humble. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just didn't want that to pass. That, yeah, you know, I went to college at Duke. You know, we're going to get to how you went to college at Duke. But it, it's just, it is. It's an amazing thing. I want to go back to something that you said, though, about, uh, listen, there are some names and drama, and even me being the big sports guy, and I am. I love sports. Yeah. That is my passion. I'm here I to I guess you football. can look around. <laughs> yeah, you can look around the my, my plush, well-lit, well-protected studio here love and tell. It. I, I kind of like sports a little bit. I don't know mm -hmm, if you can tell. For sure, for Now, sure. the Barbies are not mine, which nothing against that, but those are Linda's, okay? The, the Barbies are hers, okay? And those are some collector items right there. She, oh, she's a big time. She loves Barbie. No joke. But... Uh, even I being a sports guy and not really being as big a fan of the arts as I am athletics, yeah, not yeah, that yeah. I, I love the arts, but not as big, obviously, as sports. For sure. but there are names in Lenore County that you need to know if you want to know anything about the arts. Definitely. And I mean, I think about, uh, I think Clay Rains, he's mm -hmm. one of the ones that's really big in For it. Sure. Uh, uh, Jessica Cruz over at uh, mm -hmm. LCC. She's uh, the producer of The Little Mermaid. Well, there you go. Yeah. But then one of the biggest names out there, and uh, definitely at the high school level, is Marion Kennedy. And, yeah. I mean, she has been a part. Well, I, you know, I don't know her that well. You know her intimately. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Marion Kennedy and what she means to the arts in Lenore County. Oh, so much. I mean, she pours her heart and soul into shows. Um and uh, she uh, she's retired and she's still doing it. She's yeah. still, you know, uh, dedicating anything and everything she can to it. And I know for Little Mermaid, I've uh, reached out for set pieces, costume ideas, stuff like that from her. And she's just so willing to to be there and to um, inspire all of her all of her Norfolk babies to continue doing theater. And uh, so supportive of all of us continuing to do it, whether it's as hobbies or as careers or uh, hopeful careers. Um, yeah, she's uh, she still keeps in touch and, and stays on top of it. And the thing is, it's not like you said she's retired now. She's done this for generations. And mm -hmm. when you talk to folks, you know, that are in that field over the last 20 years or perform at LCC yeah. or perform in different places, that is a name that I hear over and over. I mean, mm -hmm. she and you sort of allude to it just deep dive. I mean, she really does. Again, not just your generation. 
but multiple, yeah. multiple generations, right? Definitely, definitely. And it's always so fun when we do, uh, you know, reunion shows of mm-hmm. North Lenore drama. Just you see parents and their children there and both of them were leads in their high school show and um and she has a very dedicated community around her and you don't get that unless you earn it and deserve it and she uh, has earned it and deserved it by how much love she's put into all of us yeah what productions did you do for her at north and north oh goodness i used to have the exact set memorized yeah. <laughs> um uh i did uh wizard of oz um Who'd you, were you dorothy i was dorothy yeah that is so <laughs> awesome that is- yeah um uh i did all, all of the eight shows when i was there and dorothy was definitely a highlight um what year was that was that was my freshman year so that would have been 2012 i think wow uh, that was cool. We had a flying machine, so I got to be lifted in the air, and we did that also with Peter Pan. Got to fly around for that show too, which was fun. Um, Does your mom have video of this? So many, so <laughs> so many videos. Kathy, <laughs> I'm gonna have to see that. Event. I'm being serious. I would love yeah. to see that video. That would be awesome. You, All of those shows are. Uh, how nervous were you? For the flying, extremely nervous. Were you? <laughs> but we, I think, yeah, two of the Because you shows. probably had, like, a sophomore in charge of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. We had um, the company that flew Katy Perry for her concert uh, flew us, our little, the person who lifted Katy Perry in the air, lifted us little Norfolk North students in the air. That just shows, I mean, the level of professionalism that those shows had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is awesome. <laughs> what, what other shows? Uh, you said Wizard of Oz. and Yeah, I did. Uh, I was Anna and the King and I. That was one of my favorites. Okay. Um, uh, it was in White Christmas. was one of the sisters in White Christmas, Betty. Now, that's coming up. They're doing a White Christmas at LCC coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to be in that? Uh, no, no. It was uh, overlapping with The Little Mermaid a lot, okay. um, unfortunately. But Understand. Understand. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Norfolk was a good time. <laughs> yeah. Very good time. Oh, absolutely. And again, uh, she is just a legend. I mean, again, not just in the arts, but even academically. I mean, again, yeah. you hear her name quite a bit, so uh, you have to honor somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were mentioning, uh, okay, what was your favorite at North Lenore? You know, in that day, don't worry. I asked yeah. the athletes the same question. Hey, what was your favorite game? Yeah, what yeah, was your yeah. favorite moment? Seriously, at North Lenore, uh, in, in the arts yeah. part of it, when you look back on it, Holly, what, what was your favorite part? Looking back on it, um, I think uh, my freshman year, I was really lucky to play two of my dream roles at, you know, age 14, which is, like, really amazing to be able to say that. Um, Got to play Dorothy and got to play Esther and meet me in St. Louis, and that was just so fun to – it just opened my eyes to theater and made me really fall in love with it. Um, And uh, playing Anna and the King and I will always have a special place in my heart uh, for – it was a very mature show to do in high school, but really uh, meaningful. And I also got to wear like eight layers of hoop skirts, which is always yeah. really fun. So yeah, those are definitely some highlights from then. That's awesome. My voice list too is Holly Holder. She is our big interview here in the second hour of the Brian Hanks show today. We are uh, talking about uh, her life right now. We're going to be uh, headed back to LCC here in a little bit as we're going to be talking about uh, Little Mermaid that she is a star of that's going to be starting in a couple of weeks. Okay, your academic. Okay, we talked about your artistic career. Let's talk about your academic career. <laughs> you graduate in, God, I, what, 2016? I graduated high school in 2016. 2016, yes. valedictorian yes. at uh, North Lenore High School. And I got to tell you, I've had, uh, what, now 453 guests on the show? Uh, you're like our 453rd wow, guest in amazing. our three and a half years. 
I don't think I've ever, I can, I think I can honestly say I've never had a valedictorian before. <laughs> You're the first valedictorian I'm that honored. we've had. There I'm you honored. go. But what did that mean to you? I mean, uh, seriously, I mean, that is something that I could tell you. <laughs> I never saw the right side of 3.0 <laughs> in high school or college. So, uh, but that's got to be a distinct honor, too, that oh, you graduated as, a, as the uh, valedictorian in 2016. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I've always kind of had, like, the two parts of my life that I've cared deeply about, and the arts are one half of that, and the other half is I, I really do care about my academics, and I care about school, and I love school. Um Part of that is having two teachers as parents. I was getting ready to hit the Go ahead. No, delve into <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I, I mean, two legends and Lee, oh, and I should sure. let people know in Lee and Kathy Holder. And you talk about, man, you're pops. And I don't have to tell you this. I mean, but <laughs> sincerely, I mean, someone that is an expert uh, is, I mean, do a Holocaust search, Holocaust education yeah, yeah, yeah. search, especially at the high school level. Uh-huh. Your dad's name pops up quite a bit. Oh, for okay? sure. And I mean, he is. He is considered one of the experts of Holocaust education yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, at a prep level or at a high school level. But he, I, I say this with all respect, and I know you're going to back. I love it. You know what? He's just goofy. He's just a little bit goofy. He's a good guy. <laughs> and I say that as a compliment. I yeah, don't say, sure. but as someone who's that smart, mm-hmm. he's just kind of good. I, I adore your mom. Yeah. Your mom and I, I can't even begin to tell you as I look, look through that window right there and I'll They're see waiting. her out there <laughs> yeah. and I'll go out there and m- my Molly girl will be out there mm-hmm. and your puppy dogs and I'll bring them doggy biscuits and all and three of them will it. sit there and hang out and eat dog. <laughs> and then I'll hang out and talk to your mom for 15 yeah. or 20 minutes. Yeah. It is almost the classic next door. She's the best next yeah. door neighbor I've ever had. She's thinks the same of you. Well, <laughs> I, like I said, I just, I adore her. I adore your dad, but growing up as the child of two, obviously just, I mean, they're very, very intelligent too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee and Kathy Holder. Mm-hmm. How much do you think that led you to where you were academically? Oh, extremely. I think the older I get, and especially moving back home, um, now, you know, in my mid twenties, I think, um, yeah, I would have, just realized how unbelievably grateful I am to have had them reading to me when I was growing up and challenging me and, and putting me in clubs. And I mean, they did an incredible job, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've realized I owe like so much of, of this, uh, to them and to how they raised me and how I was raised. Uh, and they love you. I don't know if you know that or not, but walking <laughs> through and you, you guys have such a beautiful home or they have a beautiful home. I, I guess do. you've moved out now. You I have your I own have. place, but, <laughs> but your child, I guess your childhood home or whatever, but walking through there, it is. And I say this again, I love it. I, and I know Linda does too, that it is, it's almost like a temple, not a temple, that's wrong, but it's uh, <laughs> a shrine to Holly. I mean, everywhere you look, it's you in a, in a picture as yeah posed as one of your uh one of your performances that you've done or Uh even you growing up and it it is it's like what is that like for you when you walk through there and you're like oh there's there's another picture of me (laughs) yeah uh first reaction is like oh mom dad (laughs) um second reaction i mean support makes such a difference Mm -hmm. um and they're incredibly supportive parents i mean they show up to anything and everything i do uh Opening night of Little Mermaid, they have front row middle seats and <laughs> we're wow. like the first to buy tickets. I mean, and, and that support, obviously, it, it makes all the difference. Um, and so, yeah, once I get past the embarrassment, it's, it's very nice and it's very lovely. <laughs> well, it <laughs> to is, it's got to be. To ha- <laughs> and you talked about the support and that was you segued perfectly into my next question is 
to have that kind of support. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially you're a teacher now. You don't get to you, yeah. you you see situations where children don't always have that kind of support. Yeah. I I was an elementary school teacher for four years in Charlotte Mecklenburg, mm-hmm. so I mean I understand that you know a lot of times you don't see that and. This was back in the late nineties and it just it wrecked my heart then, Holly, to yeah. see, you know, kids that just weren't getting you know, you try to get a parent in to especially a, a bright child and you just want the, the parents to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You hit the lottery, young lady. I mean, I can tell you that. You hit the the lottery Good, with two yeah. parents who again with you being an only child and mm-hmm. the child yeah. of educators yeah, yeah, and yeah. just the intelligence they had that they passed on to you. I'm going to give you one more chance just to say thank you to mom and dad and for all the support that you had, especially when you see other children and even I'm sure kids that you went to school with that didn't have the kind of support that you had. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like I said, it has made all the difference. And um, the older I get, I guess this is true for everyone. The older you get, the more you realize uh, how much your parents did for you. And um, yeah, so they're they're lovely, and I've enjoyed <laughs> being kind of their neighbors <laughs> now. <laughs> it is awesome, man. And, and again, like I said, the best I can tell you, uh, the best neighbors I've ever had. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm 54 years old. Okay, <laughs> I'm not just saying that lightly. I've never had such awesome neighbors. I mean, we've killed we were well, not killed. We've chased snakes together. <laughs> we killed we, snakes together. <laughs> did we kill? I don't think we killed. I think your dad did kill it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> we we've okay. <clears throat> We've, uh, we've chased snakes together. (laughs) We've, uh, you know, my house was broken into it. You heard about that, right? A a few weeks ago, your mom was uh, a big support. She really was. And your dad was a big support. Although I think your dad was asleep, but uh, your mom was uh, a big support (laughs) through that and and just everything. I mean, I, it's just, uh, they're awesome neighbors and we'll leave it at that. That voice again, you're listening to it's Holly Holder. She is brought to you. Now, I hope this doesn't hurt your heart a little bit when I say this, but uh, the exclusive sponsor of our big interview every day here on the Brian Hank Show is UNC Lenore Healthcare. <laughs> I support them. <laughs> there you go. Thank you to UNC Lenore Healthcare, the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. Let's get right back to it. It is the lovely and talented Holly Holder joining us here. She is the star of The Little Mermaid, which is going to be uh, starting at Lenore Community College on uh, September 22nd, mm-hmm. the weekend of September 22nd. We'll get you more details on that here in a little bit. Got to talk about Duke. Okay, (laughs) so you graduate valedictorian of uh, North and North, but obviously before then you had applied for uh, the the big city. You know, I I don't even want to. I wanted to put this in your in your mouth. Uh, I want you to talk. (laughs) I want you to talk about this. Uh, How did how does Holly Holder? North Lenore High School end up with one of the most prestigious scholarships in the country <laughs> at one of the most prestigious universities in the country. 
Great question. First answer, I don't know. Second answer is... (laughs) Whatever, go ahead. um, uh, Yeah, so Duke does their scholarships very interestingly where, you know, with um, like the Moorhead Kane and the Park Scholarship, those are things that you apply to separately. And Duke basically looks through their college application pool and pools students from that to be finalists for scholarships. So there's, to my knowledge, no scholarship at Duke that I think you directly apply to. Um, So I applied to Duke. It was my dream school and it was my reach school. I did not think there would be any chance I would get in. Um, And so I remember I was sitting in my room watching Gossip Girl and I got a ping on my laptop that was an email from Duke University Scholarship Foundation and I thought it was spam. I was like, there's no way. So I moved it to trash. No, you I was did. Like, I was like, I don't even want to look at this. What like, year was it? Was this your this junior was, year? This was senior year. Senior year, okay. Um, and I hadn't heard that I had gotten into Duke yet because they let you know. Uh, they The email basically says you're, you've gotten in and you're a finalist for um and I didn't even want to open it because I was like, don't mess with my feelings. I can't do this. And so, so what, was this after you moved it out of the trash? or I, I moved it to trash, and then hours passed, and I was like, Holly, you should at least look at it. Like, if it's a rejection, you need to know now. Yeah. And I opened it, and it said, you know, congratulations. You've been accepted to Duke, and you uh, are a finalist for um, the Benjamin and Duke Scholarship, which is – a full-ride scholarship that's based on um, academics, but more so based on community service. Um, And they choose 10 uh, incoming freshmen from either North Carolina or South Carolina each year to to have that scholarship. And so I ran in. I woke my mom up for her nap. I was like, you're never going to believe it. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, the most excitement I think I've ever felt um it just it felt completely surreal um and the interview process for that scholarship aligned on the same weekend that I had uh my Coca-Cola scholarship situation happening so it was drive to Duke meet people do the interview run in full business casual back down the hill with my suitcase get in an uber go to the airport fly to atlanta where the coca-cola is housed and and do that and then while i was at the coca-cola scholarship foundation uh gathering i got the call and they had mixed up my mom's number for my number and so they when they called me and told me i got it they were like also please check in with your mom because she <laughs> is very emotional right now. So you found <laughs> out that soon, that quickly. It was very quick. It was Because usually that's like a, it, mm-hmm. at the minimum a couple of weeks process. It was or all even. within the same weekend. I interviewed and I found out. Um, so. so what was Holly Holder's emotional state like during that weekend? Oh, it was such a whirlwind because it was, one, just getting into Duke was a, uh, insane. Um, <laughs> and the definition of a dream come true and uh obviously a very expensive tuition (laughs) and so it was sort of balancing the emotions of i can't believe i got in and if i go it's going to be a lot of economic sacrifices in order to be able to go um and not knowing can i tell you something though yeah when your parents the way i do they were going to make every sacrifice (laughs) okay everything yes they would have um maybe even denali yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i should tell people denali is the name of uh the grand pyrenees Pyrenees, yeah yeah, uh puppy dog that they have that is one of molly's best friends Uh okay uh yeah essentially a brother at this point yes absolutely um uh and yeah and then finding out that i wouldn't have to worry about that and i could go in and also go go in with a 
already sort of built in set of friends, set of set of community. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, an unbelievable privilege to say that I was able to go to a school like Duke and and not be something that I had to be concerned about with finances. I mean, that's a privilege beyond anything I could ever imagine. How happy were mom and dad? Insanely happy. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy. <laughs> because, I mean, we're not even going to go down that road, but the monetary value of the scholarship that you received yeah. was oh, obviously definitely in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that what all did it cover? I have to ask that. I mean, was it yeah, just, not just tuition, but... It covered uh, tuition, room and board, essentially the... and. I think kind of the basic meal plan level. And also since it was a community service based scholarship, we got some set of thousands of dollars for two summers. One summer we lived in Georgetown, South Carolina together um, and did community service throughout that summer. And then the second summer we basically got to choose where we lived and what we did with the money. And, um, I stayed uh, in Durham, but I was able to live in an apartment in Durham and have a stipend for food. And I worked for uh, the North Carolina's branch of PBS Kids that summer, which was so fun. Um, and yeah, and I don't even know if I knew that. That's awesome. Yeah, and that stuff was you know covered with this scholarship. I mean, an unbelievable blessing and privilege. I can, sometimes I can't even wrap my mind around it when I'm thinking about it. That is incredible. Favorite memories from Duke. Uh, I've got to ask you that so before we get. We've got to get back to Little Mermaid here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but I'm, I'm just fascinated by your yeah. story and your journey you. and all that. Yeah. Uh, when you look back at your, your time at Duke, what are some of the things that stand out to you? I think one thing, and this is probably an obvious answer, but, I mean, just the level of brilliance and the professors and and the students. I mean, to be able to walk around and be like, wow, every single person in this room is a million times smarter and like a literal genius and just I mean but being able to like learn from people is and I I know you know people were hopefully able to learn from me too but it's um, I guarantee you that (laughs) seriously yeah and and it's it's just amazing to be able to learn from your peers and everyone comes in with such unique uh passions and things that they're interested in and I mean the professors there are just unmatched and uh, the type of classes and resources you have access to, I mean, is incredible. And I uh, was with uh, the student-run musical theater group there called Hoof and Horn, which I think they're in their 80th-something year of existence. Um, and that was cool because everything is student-run. The finances, the production, getting the rights to shows, the orchestra, the set, wow. the, every single thing is done by a college student. Um, and so... I learned every aspect of theater from being in that, from directing to publicity to to all of it. Um, and that was, uh, one, just learning from it was meaningful, but two, just, you know, the lifelong friends you get from college and yeah. the the clubs you do in college, obviously it's, it's wonderful. Did you perform in any? I did. I performed, um, I directed, I did head of publicity for some and then uh, produced a couple of our, like, smaller little cabarets. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay. Uh, like you said, and, again, that voice list is Holly Holder here this morning on the Brian Hanks Show. So, the pandemic hits. Mm-hmm. And that's the year that you graduated, too, from Duke yeah. University. Uh, how much did that – what were your plans before the pandemic hit? Were you planning on going away or, you know, being yeah. further away from Kinston? Or, and how did you ba- end up back in Kinston? Yeah, um, 
yeah, I've always uh, struggled with the, do I pursue psychology or do I pursue theater? <laughs> it's kind yeah. of the constant mental battle I've had because I love both. Um, so I w- the plan was I had a lot of friends moving to New York, um, and I was just going to kind of follow suit because I figured, obviously, both theater and psychology, I can find some path there. Um, and then pandemic hit, and we were on spring break when it happened, and we were essentially told, don't come back <laughs> or yeah. you have one day to come back and get your stuff. And luckily, you know, I'm, I'm from here. So it was very easy for me to be able to do that, which is great. Uh, and then came home and obviously no one knew how long that situation was going to last. And I wanted to feel like I was doing something. I felt very, uh, to go from, you know, college where everything's go, go, go to, you have to sit home and do nothing is a very stark contrast. And so, uh, teaching was something that felt attainable because I've seen both my parents did it and I kind of knew the ways to go about uh, getting a job like that. And so I called the then principal of Southeast, asked him if he would create a theater class. He said yes. And then kind of that's where I've been and what I've been doing since. How much fun is it? With it? Like I said, I, I taught fifth grade, fourth grade and fifth grade. And I always thought that you know, they were little sponges. That's what I compare, mm-hmm. you know, kids, especially that age and may, and even younger, you know, yeah. first, second, third grade that you could see, but they're little sponges. They and are. You start out a day and their sponges dry, but at the end of the day, I always uh-huh. thought it was fun to, you, you've thrown so much water or knowledge or, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that their sponges are full, you know, is yeah. that, it, how much fun is it for you? You just have such a bubbly personality too on top <laughs> yeah. and you do on top of everything too. You got a little goofy to you too, just like, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> there you go. But hey, how much fun is it for you to, to be able to, to just affect all these young minds? Oh, it's wonderful. I, I think theater for this age group is so special because there's something for everyone, you know, the, the child who wants, you know, attention and wants that validation and as more extroverted, they can perform and they, and they get that feedback or for the children who are, are more shy. And that's something that's like really big and scary for them. They can build sets, they can design costumes, they can direct even they can, I mean, my kids love opening and closing the curtain. Like yeah. that's their favorite thing. And for a child who's, you know, more shy and being on stage, they're working up to that curtain puller job is like coveted they love it and so it's it's nice because there's there's a moment for every kid to shine in theater which is why i think it's so important for elementary schools to have a class like this wow what's your future look like great question um uh after this year i'm writing my thesis uh for my psychology masters um and i'm doing it on teacher mental health which i'm really excited about and hoping that that form of research opens some doors uh because that's become a big passion of mine um and uh, you know obviously I, I love theater and I've really come to love Elysium Players as a company and uh just want to keep doing that and uh keep pursuing that and in, in any and every way I can that's kind that's of the, awesome. the near future I guess <laughs> I, I know and I, I feel like I speak for my neighbors when I say this too <laughs> We hope you stay close to home, or, you know, <laughs> as relatively close to home yeah, as yeah. possible. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, wrap this up. Let's talk about a uh, Little Mermaid. It Perfect. begins in a couple of weeks. Uh, again, you are Ariel. You yeah. look like Ariel. Thank you. If there's a <laughs> certain way that you can look at Ariel, I think of you like that. But uh, uh, how'd you get involved with it? How'd you get involved with the Elysium players? Yeah, um, they were holding auditions, and I saw it through LCC's um, social media, and 
again, dream role. That's of gonna mine. make Richie Honeycutt happy. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. Uh, big dream role of mine, and um, was honestly almost too scared to audition because I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to. I can't wrap my mind <laughs> around you being. I mean, this sincerely. Again, I've known you for seven years now. You yeah, know, yeah. and and know a lot about you too, and. I can't imagine you being scared of anything. So, you. I Because this show is so, I could talk for hours about how precious this show and especially yeah. this role is. And it was like almost like once you do it, like there's no going back. Like this is kind of your chance to either get it or you don't. Um, and I wanted to thought, and it was just, I mean, this is my 33rd show I think I've ever been in. Wow. And I can honestly say it was the most fun audition process I have ever. It just immediately, I could tell our director, Jordan Amburn, and the entire creative team was just filled with so much love and passion, and they were just so kind, and it was so fun. Uh, and I left being like, if I even just get coffees for the cast members i will <laughs> gladly accept any because it was just it was just such you could tell it's a family yeah. and that's been my biggest take takeaway from the rehearsal process is it is truly a family production um and yeah i got the call and it was uh, just yeah it was incredible that is awesome holly holder is such a tell you what we may try to get you because i think i'm going to have jessica in here oh, uh, cool. or Tell you what, if you could get, you think we could get your director in here with you? Probably, yeah. Why don't we work on that before yeah, uh, that week of the twenty second? Maybe that would be I'd awesome to that. have you too. And maybe even, like I said, I love Jessica to death. I've had yeah. her in here three or four times. I gotta ask you, this is the silliest question. Talk about, it, and I used to do my interviews in a linear fashion, <laughs> and, and we wrap up with the last thing. Yeah. But I just thought of a question. I've wanted, I've always wanted to be in a play. Yeah. Okay. And I uh, actually was going to be in uh, uh, the Christmas play, like the Christmas yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. But ended up my schedule not allowing me to do yeah. it. But I actually went to a couple of rehearsals. Oh, cool. And I had like three lines, and I couldn't remember them. And I don't know if it's because I'm old. How With you being in all the star role of all these things, yeah. starting when you were 14, how, and, and I mean this sincerely, how in the wide world of sports do you remember all your lines, sincerely? It's, uh, I think it, with practice, you just sort of develop your own technique, and everyone has a different. What is I, yours? My technique uh, is very silly. I get a journal that reminds me of something the character would use, and then I pretend that I'm, like, writing in my diary as my character, and I just write the lines over and over again. But I, in acting classes, I've been told to, like, run on the treadmill and say it, or and kind of having the mind-body connection. Some people just literally look at it, look up, try and memorize. Um, yeah, but that's that's been my technique. That is fascinating to me. To hear you <laughs> say the, your technique and then to watch uh, these other uh, actors, you know, like, yeah. you know, over at LCC. And I, I'm just blown away. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Barwick, I'll just use him as, as an example. Uh-huh. Uh, watching him be uh, Scrooge. Yeah. And seeing him rehearse and just and just knowing all the lines yeah. I, I don't know how you do it and then that of everything that you do and not just that you got to remember the line but you know being in character and, and everything and what, else too. really it was cool with little mermaid is there's several actors that i have come to really look up to um we have our sebastian the actress name is okisha wells and she is a she's a professional she was in north carolina theater's production of the color purple and just i mean real like professional talent some newborn names that people love and see as starring roles very often um all kind of coming together it's it's a very regional show we have actors from goldsboro to beaufort and just everywhere in between and 
um, yeah, everyone has their technique and everyone's killing the game. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, let's do that. If that's cool with you, we'll try to figure out one of the days to have you and your director, we'll maybe even that. Jessica or whoever to come in and let's preview it the week of. Holly, this has been a treat. And we won't so be going fun. back through your whole history of your life <laughs> and, you know, growing up and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll talk about The Little Mermaid, okay? Love that. Holly, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Uh, this has been. This has been awesome. You're, I knew it would be. Uh, Ariel, it was good hanging out. No. <laughs> Holly, it was good hanging out with you. Let's get John and Jonathan in here to play the birthday game. We'll wrap up this Labor Day edition of The Brian Hanks Show right after that. Today is Monday, September the 4th in the year of our Lord, 2023. We are almost there, John Smith. See, I know John Dawson doesn't uh, doesn't necessarily care about this. We've had college football this past week, and we've had three weeks of high school football, but guess what? Begins... Thursday night, Jonathan Massey. No, 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 little NFL football. A little NFL football. I cannot wait. Remember that Thursday night football game last year? What was it? The Colts and the Broncos? That was just such a bad game. I don't, but I don't care. I want bag. I don't even care if it's good, bad, and different. I just want NFL. I'm ready to play some football. I'm ready to play some fantasy football, aren't you? Well, when you said you're ready to play some football, I got a little concerned. Yeah, I, yeah I don't play football, but uh, NFL, dude. Who is it? I know it's the Chiefs and Lions, right? Is it? I can't remember, but that sounds right. Uh -huh. How many leagues you in this year? I know you and I are in, what, three together, Let's four see, together? I mean, four dynasty leagues. Good. I'm sorry, five, but one's a best ball. Walrus I have never Hanks played league. best ball before, dude. It's interesting, but it's a little excessive. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of excessive. We need to get a GoFundMe going for Drew Loftus's poor wife so she can go on a cruise during football season. Well, you must have heard him on this past uh, Tuesday's show. Uh, what? Uh, we had him on. And he's coming back on on Wednesday mm -hmm. of this week, uh, getting us ready for fantasy football. But uh, he, he was only, only in 39 leagues last year. <laughs> I think I'm in double digits, but just. Okay, I'm in eight, I believe, this year. I, I think, think. I think 11. We're drafting tonight, aren't we, in the Hanks League? It, today is, uh, Labor, today is Labor Day, yeah. yeah I think we? so, yeah. Yeah, tonight is the Hanks League. So, uh, you ought to play one. So you did play one season with us when we were with the Free Press. Yeah, right. and I finished fourth. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah, there Did were nothing, some... did no trades, finished fourth out of, like, 12 people. Well, like that. I, he, I remember that. And I remember people being teed off because they would offer you trades and you just. Uh, some, somebody came up to my desk and said, will you trade me so-and-so? I said, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> do you need like a pencil? What do you need? No, I need your quarterback. <laughs> what? He's on my team. Yeah, but you can trade. The season has started. You don't trade after the season started. Well, this is fantasy football. I'll go play Dungeons and Dragons and leave me alone. <laughs> and he still finished fourth. Anyway, uh, what'd you do this uh, weekend, uh, John Dawson? Uh, community serve. I mean, I um, <laughs> cut. <laughs> I've been gone a lot the last couple of months. Uh, we've got that first album coming out in October, and we've done a lot of press stuff and doing some radio stuff and some podcast stuff. And we got a really good press guy. His name's Billy James. So if you're out there, Billy. Uh, great work. Well, there you go. And I'm tired. Yeah. 
But if it's, it's pointless. But it to, is Labor Day, so you've got today off, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pointless to make a record or do anything and not try to shoot it out to the people, as they say. And I'm going to be on a podcast in October called The Vibe Broadcast. So I don't know if anybody knows about that one. I looked them up. They have some famous people on it. Okay. So. Well, I like it. I love it a lot, dude. Uh, and look at this. Both of y'all here on Labor Day, you came in. You didn't even have to go to work today, and yet you still came in to do the show today. That's right. Well, we value our listeners, Brian. Yes, you do. You Both really do. Them. What about you? Uh, I mean, I know you d- Hey, <laughs> I know you did a lot of uh, fantasy drafts this weekend like I did, but other than that, what did you do? Well, uh, Is the feeler in still available? Not, not to be a downer, and I'm really not trying to be an uh, – Tony Patterson, who you know from I do know, yes. His uh his, him and his brother, their house burned down. Um what? last not not this past Saturday, the Saturday before. And I, I, I went not here. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I didn't hear about this. And I go ahead. Uh it was a, a grease fire. Um but I went over and, you know, helped him sort through some of the stuff that that was left marginally untouched. Uh you know, just trying to trying to help out. You know, I've known Tony for a long time, love him to death. Um, and if anybody is so inclined, I'm not going to ask for handouts, but if somebody is so inclined to donate to, to get them back on their feet and moving in the right direction, uh, there are avenues to do that. So. I think on Facebook, somewhere there's a GoFundMe. Yeah, there's a GoFundMe on Facebook. I will um, be going to it, I think, the world. I did not know that, I promise. I yeah, did not know that. I mean, it, it was posted. You know, we'll break the fourth wall here for a second we record this on monday yeah. so this is we're recording the monday before labor day yeah so it's just two days removed from that happening i didn't find out until late last night in fact i was on the phone with john dawson when i found out and uh it was uh, horrible you know but you know life happens and i talked to tony a little bit today and he's he's in a good humor so well I, like I said, do me a favor. If I can't find it, will you send me a link to the... Yeah, okay. I'll try to because it's, for whatever reason, not showing up for people when I send it to them. It must be part of some group page, and if you're not a member, it won't show because yeah. I tried to click on it. I need to tell you that, too. And, and I should have probably told you this well before now, but you send us links to stuff on Facebook and, you know, in Messenger, but you got to join the page for some of it's it. It's the Gilbert Godfrey group. Uh, you would love that group. It's not about Gilbert. It's about just... Uh, Movies and, and TV in general, you would like it, I promise. Okay. okay, well, maybe I need to do that. Lots then. of nerd minutiae. I'm a nerd, hey. and I do love minutiae. Did you add me to a YouTube group for the Sphere thing? I did. Yeah. It's somebody, awesome, though. I haven't I haven't joined it, and somebody keeps t- messaging me telling me to fill out the survey. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what are you I didn't mean to bug you. It's a Bono impression. It is a very good Bono Try to keep impression. up. I'm, I'm over here, here like, what are you talking about? I didn't sign up for a page. And I finally messaged them that, and they've quit. But <laughs> what are you doing over there? Nothing. You know During what he's the doing. Show. You know exactly what he's doing, John. I might be doing a fantasy football draft. <laughs> Do you want to hit him? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I knew you, he said. I did tell you before uh, we started. Why would you? <laughs> I know. Why would I schedule a fantasy draft for 7.45 in the morning? He, I know. He didn't schedule it. In his defense, and I, I will did not. Yeah. That's when you say, I can't make that. Yeah, but he's been in this league too long for him to yeah. be. I love you, John Dawson. 
improvement. And that's, the, and that's the, show, the show, I guess. You won on Friday. I mean, in pretty commanding fashion, four to one. Uh, so uh, you get to tell us about uh, our good friend Jacques Passleg and Goeco Office Automation. Well, Jacques Passleg is the ultimate professional. If you uh, have a meeting scheduled, he would not uh, start doing a, a Sudoku in the middle of the meeting. But uh, if you want to go down there and get some of that professionalism, or as I like to call it, professionalism, uh, you go see Jacques at the Office Automation Center. Uh, and he sponsors this segment, so he knows a winner when he hears one. Back to you, Brian. No, no, no. Let's kick it to Jonathan. No, who you has... kick it to him. I'm not kicking anything. Jonathan, you have Jacques Passlake's personal cell phone number. I do. What and is for it? a nominal fee, I'll give it to you. Uh, I'll but give you $20 I... a fab. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't care. Free, Just go free ahead. agent acquisition. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's two you five, really don't, do you? I know. 252. 252. 252. 286. 286. 53. 53. 54. 54. 54. Or you can visit his website at or what is goeco.com for more information. Indeed you do. Indeed you do. Okay, let's find a uh, song. You don't like this artist. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I know you don't, but uh, I'm... It is her birthday. She's one of the greatest pop music stars on the planet today. She's married to Jay-Z, and she's got an army of fans. It's the great. Bouncy. No, no, no. Beyonce. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dude, you better be nice, man. Beyonce fans, they hear you say mean stuff about her. They'll go that was not it. mean. It's kind of a compliment if you want to think about it. So, I mean, it's not a... What do you, how am I supposed to respond to that? <laughs> Does that mean yes? Sing the song. Brian's doing something that people listening to a radio can't hear, so I don't know how to respond. What song would you like to hear Bobby on say, and I'll play it for you? All the single ladies, Brian. Just because it reminds me of that sketch on SNL. I know. With Maya Rudolph? No, it's got it's Justin Timberlake. Oh. Beyonce's in the sketch. Yeah. All right, whose guess is it? Uh, I believe it's yours there, John. The whole Dawson. song is a chorus. Uh, it really is. 30. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan was doing the dance. Sort of. Oh, 39. You say 39. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 40. She was born. Hold on. Okay, Ryan, we got it. <laughs> He's doing it too. Yeah. Let's put a cork in it. Don't act like I didn't hit every one of those notes. Well, she's already done it, so you don't really need to. Yeah, you're right. Uh, what did y'all say? I, I lost 39-40. She was born September 4th, 1981. She's 42 today. So, uh, Jonathan Massey, you get it. And wait a minute. That's our last musical hint of the day. No! Which means I have to pot it down. <laughs> no, that stinks. Oh, baked beans. I'm glad you feel as bad as I do about it, okay? I love baked beans. Oh, God. Okay. Here we go. Uh, you got that one, and you get to go next. He was one of, and I don't even know why I included him, and this is going to be one of those. <laughs> that you, no, I'm serious. You're going to look back and say, you could have chose dot, 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 and you chose this guy. But I think mostly just so I could whine about, A, I didn't know he was on Saturday Night Live this long, and B, I just didn't like him. And I always, he never was a main character, but he was on from 2013 to 2022, Kyle Mooney. 
Kyle, see, Kyle Mooney, he was just a always on there for nine seasons, and well, actually ten seasons, and he was just a peripheral character the entire time. It so just, you hate him because he didn't get a big break? Why do no, you hate I him? I don't hate. I just I didn't think he was funny. No, no, no. I don't hate him because of that. Okay. I just didn't think he was funny. I mean, all his stuff again was just always like peripheral characters. He was never a star. And the only thing I you, ever you remember, remember him, right? Just from like the the like when Adam Sandler or somebody be up there and they would do the family reunions, the Sandler family reunion, the Walken family reunion. He was forgettable, is what I'm getting. Uh, that's a very that's a very good way to put it. He was just very forgettable, and I don't know how he hung on for ten seasons. He must have been a writer, also. I don't he, know. It might have been. That's a good way. He might have been. I didn't go I'm, that I'm deep sorry, into. Do him. you do you know if like skinny white dude, longish hair, kind of curly hair goofy looking guy i mean vague i think i do but i mean that was around the period i started drifting away from the show so i don't know yeah. well there you go uh you get to go first at least you know who he is you get to put a guess out there yeah um 41 you say 41 what do you say john dawson 40 you're closer. He was born September the 4th, 1984, so he's 39 today. 39. And forgettable. Okay, next up, uh, what is it, Todd? One-to-one now. One-to-one. Yep. We've only done two. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, he uh, was on the Loveline radio show for about 30 Dr. years. Dr. Drew or the other one? Dr. Drew. Okay. Dr. Drew Pinsky, who, by the way, what well, we did, uh, Dr. Phil the other day, who's just a piece of junk and really not a doctor. Well, he is a doctor. I mean, he was a PhD. He's not a whatever, a practicing doctor. Dr. Drew actually has a practice and still practice. I mean, and still practice. I listen to his podcast with Adam Carolla occasionally. He's quite, quite entertaining. And he is. It's kind of infotainment, as they say. Yeah. But uh, there you go. Uh, Dr. Drew Pinsky of Loveline. You know who we're talking about, right? Not really. Really? He's been around for I know the name. Yeah. I, but I, A couple of times when I picked you up from work when we were on the way here, I would be listening to their podcast. No. And once again, but I, yeah. it, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Well, you're going to have trouble. Well, the good news is you get to go first on this one. Not Drive really. Awesome. Uh, Sixty. You say sixty. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Sixty-one. He was born for some of you don't know September fourth, nineteen fifty-eight. So he's sixty-five today. Oh, okay. So you take a two-to-one lead there, Jonathan Massey, and it goes back to you. I gotta tell you, I have found this guy funny, and I found out something. He did one season on SNL, and you, with your knowledge of uh, SNL history, but then he helped create in Living Color. Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Do you remember him? On he got fired because he started improvising during a sketch, and Lauren does not tolerate that. I read that and did not know, and he was fired before the show was over. Mm -hmm. That yeah. Lauren came. He was supposed to be in another sketch. Yeah. And Lauren Michaels said. That was the season that Anthony, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was <coughs> in the cast, um, Anthony Michael Hall. That was the year Lauren came back, but he actually made the show good again the following year. Yeah, but don't you still find that interesting? Yeah. That he was fired before the episode was even over and had his locker or his whatever, his dressing room cleaned out before the episode ended? Well, man had a point to make and he made it. I guess he did. So, uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, and I, I love him on In Living Color and then... Mm -hmm. Even a couple of movies he's done too. But he Damon Wayans. Did he do Major Pain? Yes. yes. Okay. Love Major Pain. 
Oh, it was dumb. It was a turn. Don't get it twisted. Oh. It is stupid. It was a turn off your brain. Watch it. And I'm sensing a theme with your movie. Yeah, I am that way. I, unapologetically, <laughs> I am that way. Um, so, Jonathan Massey, it is on you. You lead two to one. Damon Wayans. I still to this day, if, if something's a little fishy, especially around the house, I'll look at somebody. You plotting on me? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that? Major Payne? I, I, about 40 minutes of it, yeah. Oh, it's probably all you need to watch to tell you the truth. Oh, it's so dumb. But <laughs> The first scene where the guy's shot, he breaks his finger and is like, now focus on that pain. <laughs> Ow. Anyway, Damon Wayans, how old is he today there, Jonathan Massey? I know he's like the second oldest Wayans brother. 61? You say 61. What do you say, John Dawson? 62. Oh, we're going to have a... 3-2 winner today. Uh, September 4th. He was born September 4th, 1960. 63 today. Not a bad guess there. So, but it's 2-2. Two to two. Remember the it. Chappelle sketch when he's like during the 90s and he's on the phone finding out if he got the movie role. They said, a Wayans brother got it. There's another one. You know? <laughs> yeah, I do there's what, that. four? Or f I know there's They're like the Waltons, man. They're everywhere. There you go. Okay. Uh, it's, it comes down to this. Go ahead and tell him who it is as I give these hints here, okay? okay? He was drafted in the 62nd round of the 1988 Major League Baseball Amateur Draft by the L.A. Dodgers as the 1,390th out of 1,395 players. Nope. Oh. But he went on to a magnificent career, including playing for the Mets, Marlins, pa Padres, and A's. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's... Well, I'm shocked. I Mike Piazza? There it is, Mike Piazza. Absolutely. So, uh, congratulations. No, it's pronounced pizza. Pizza. It's got, a, it's got an extra A in it. It is pizza with an extra A. You're right, an A before the first Z. You know who we're talking about. You know who Mike Piazza is. I've heard the name. I don't uh, know. Also has the major league record for home runs by a catcher. Ding, ding, ding. Look at my boy over here. So I would suggest you probably get this one pretty close to what it is because uh, I think my boy over here is gonna going to guess it pretty quick. How old is Mike Piazza today, John Dawson? 58. You say 58. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 57. He was born September the 4th in the year of the Lord, 19 and 68. He's 55 today. So congratulations, uh, Massey. You win three to two. Uh, other birthdays today. And I don't think you guys know either one of these, but uh, Coach James Simmons, uh, today is his birthday. Uh, the local guy who just a uh, super nice guy has coached a lot of kids in our neck of the woods. Still plays great basketball. Has a son that's coming up. It's doing really well too. And then uh, a young lady that I met in Zumba, and uh, who is just a sweetheart. Her name is Kalai Moore. She doesn't actually live here, but I'm friends with her on Facebook. And I just want to uh, tag her on this so I can tell her happy birthday. So happy birthday to Kalai Moore. If today is your birthday, like uh, all these great people, have an awesome birthday. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And I hope you enjoyed today's Labor Day edition of the Brian Hanks Show because I sure did. I got to tell you, man, Holly Holder, Linda and I were just talking about her. Just what a great guest, man. I cannot wait. We are going to go see her as Ariel in the Little Mermaid uh, September 22nd. So that was a lot of fun. Thank you to her. Thank you to Mark Panicelli. Thank you to the son of Kinston, Scott Whittington, for joining us here on the show today. Tomorrow we're going to have Richard Clark in our first hour, uh, we're going to try to get uh, North North Coach Larry Dale 
uh, also in our second hour. And we'll surprise you with a second guest, too. Hey, have a great Labor Day. We'll see you tomorrow on The Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.